Good evening, Family Church. We have had a couple of uh, difficulties this evening. Um, I do apologise very much. Um, some technical stuff that uh, we've been adding. And um, I, you know me, I'm not the best on the IT stuff. But I think we are now live. And um, so uh, just we'll probably won't wait for anybody else to gather. You should all be here by now. Uh, so tonight we are looking at the, the fruit of the Spirit. We're looking at the truths that, that that were taught, that were lived out by Jesus, and how they are meant to be outworked in our life as the fruit of the Holy Spirit living in us. And tonight, um, I want us to look at a subject of peace. Um, I know the other pastors are, are a week ahead of us, and um, over the next couple of weeks, we're going to catch up with them. Uh, but tonight, I just really want to focus in, because we are living in a time where many people have no peace there is you know, there's no peace about their jobs there's no peace about perhaps their health or their family and and school and education and and everything around us there seems to be turmoil there seems to be um an upheaval a, a change in society constantly we think we are living by a, a certain amount of rules and and guidances one day and literally the next week or the next day things can be completely different and it's just a real difficult thing to keep up with them and it can cause uncertainty it can cause areas of concern in our lives peace really is one of the most sought after things in a person's life whether you're rich or poor whether you're educated or uneducated whether you're male or female this thing called peace having peace on the inside and living with peace in our life is one of the most difficult and sought after areas in our hearts and lives and tonight we're going to look at the thoughts really of how we can obtain that kind of peace how we can live with that peace on the inside see governments and leaders around the world are seeking how they can create world peace families and and homes uh, each one looking how we can have better kinds of peace in our own personal lives and in, in our homes you know we all need this thing called inner peace that peace that just rests in our heart and in our minds so that we can live in a, a position of ease so you know when you look around the world you look around what's happening um, you look at what's happening in my office right now is there a lot of peace in my heart well I'm troubled because of circumstances but I'm at peace knowing that at some point, somewhere, you're going to be able to get to hear this mes message tonight. So life really, for many of us, is driven by deadlines. It's driven by the chaotic world in which we live. It's driven by, by, by um, our work or, or our activities, those things that we have to do, those things that we ought to do, those things that the family expects. And we're driven by all these different things in life. But... There is no real peace. You know, there is world instability. There are wars that are going on. There's all sorts of pressures and anxieties that build within our heart that steal peace, natural peace that is around us. Peace, for many of us, always seems in some senses just beyond that grasp, never been able to catch up and take a hold of it so that we can rest in our soul. But do you know what? Real peace isn't found 
in the circumstances around us. Real peace is found only in a relationship with God. I guess, you know, in, in life there can be pressures, there can be moments of, of real difficulty and, and uh, pressure that begins to build. But throughout the Bible, we see of many individuals who walked with that kind of pressure in their life. I, I think of, of David as he faced Goliath. And I know Pastor Andy mentioned it this morning. David was at rest because he had already seen God come through for him with the lion and the bear. He had already seen God keep covenant with his promises. And because of that, there was a peace that going against the giant uh, Goliath, that God was able to take him down like he had done the lion and the bear. Why? Because there was a proven track record. With Daniel, we see with Daniel that he, he, was, he was facing the persecution because of his walk with God. That as he prayed, as was custom in his life, that he would be thrown to the lion's den. But there was a peace that that surpassed natural human understanding. Why? Because he knew that God was with him. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, you know, they turn around to Nebuchadnezzar and said, if you throw us in the fiery furnace, if you do this to us, our God in whom we believe is able to deliver us from your hand. And even though they were thrown into the fiery furnace, they were at rest and at peace knowing that God in the midst of their circumstances would turn up. And we know that the fourth man was walking in the fire and they were all loosed and the form of the fourth was that of the Son of God. We know that God turns up. You can even look into the New Testament and you look at that moment in Stephen's life where Paul was was holding on to the, the coats of those that were about to stone Stephen. And his face lit up and shone before all those that were accusing him and stoning him. And the glory of God shone upon his face. And he was at peace and at rest before God. And he was even able to pray, Father, forgive them. It's amazing what this thing called peace, the peace that surpasses understanding, what that really feels like on the inside. I want to give you two definitions. I want to give you the dictionary definition. I want to give you a biblical definition. The dictionary definition says about peace, uh, peace, natural peace, freedom from war, harmony, agreement, calm, tranquility, quiet, an undisturbed state of mind, absence from mental conflict, contentment, acceptance of one state and the absence of anxiety. Now, you listen to that from the natural standpoint, what peace, what they would define peace as, and that's pretty good. But now let's listen to it from the biblical definition of the word shalom, peace. You know, just saying that word, shalom. There's something that just causes a peace upon your heart. This is what it means. It means a peace, a rest, favour, safety, health, welfare and prosperity. And it goes even further to mean totality, completeness, including fulfilment, 
maturity, soundness and wholeness. When you look at the biblical definition of what peace, shalom peace means, it is an all-encompassing truth that we can walk in in our lives. Let's read back in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22-23, the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue or goodness, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart and strength of spirit or self-control. Never set the law above these qualities for they are meant to be limitless. Don't you think that's so good? A peace that subdues and it's limitless in its supply. I just think that is absolutely brilliant. And being rooted or connected to the root of God. Remember, he's the vine, we're the branch. If the branch is connected to the vine, it will produce through the sap of the vine to the branch and produce fruit. And that fruit is the fruit of the Spirit outworked in our lives. It will produce great fruit on the branches of our life. So tonight we're going to look at how peace can be directed in three different ways. Three different ways in which peace needs to be active and alive in our hearts. This is so important for all of us to grab a hold of, receive and to live by. Firstly, we need peace with God. Absolutely, it's the bottom line, the ultimate sphere in which we as believers, as all people, those that know God and those that don't, they need to have peace with God. It's the starting place. It's the building block. It's being in that right place. Listen to this in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 through to 17. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united, see he brought it to us. We didn't have to achieve it or earn it or, or work, up, work it up. He brought this kind of peace, the peace that we could have with God once again. He brought it to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility toward each other was put to death. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. I think that's just beautiful. That peace that we didn't have a relationship with God. We were strangers from the covenant of promise. We were separated from the things of God. And through that sacrifice, through that work of the cross, he brought near both Jew and Gentile. And he made us one in Christ. I love this. One translation puts it this way. Our reconciling peace 
is Jesus. Jesus is the common denominator. He is the the, the one who unites both Jew and Gentile. He brings us into relationship with God. It was him who stood in our place and became our peace for us. You know, in history, Jews were always referred to God's chosen people. But Jesus stepped into our position and he, brought, he, he, he grafted us in. We were the wild olive branch, but he grafted us in and gave us his peace. That enabled us no longer to be strangers, no longer to be distant, no longer to be uh, separated from God. But he said, I want you in this relationship. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of our sin, declared blameless before God by faith. These scriptures are powerful. These scriptures are life changing if we take a hold of it and believe it and work through it. We're blameless before God by faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God. That shows to me that we've got to grasp a hold of this truth because it's so easy for it to slip through our hands. And then we go back into works and trying to achieve and trying to do this and trying to do that. And actually what he wants us to do is in that place of rest, receive peace in our heart. And the joy that, you know, that, that we would, may have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Regardless of who you are, the most important peace we could ever seek for is peace with God. And if you've made Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour, if you acknowledge what he did on the cross, if you receive the work that he did for you, then we are saved, redeemed and connected to him and we have peace no longer are we being judged no longer are we do we have to try and atone for our own, own sin he has done it for us and in him we have new life and we're born again the second thought tonight is about the peace of God in our hearts we have a now a relationship with him where there is now peace. But we can actually now live with an incredible sense of peace in our heart. Having peace with God is great, awesome, and it's the, it's the building block. It's the foundation. It's the starting point. But now we can have the peace of God operating in our life, regardless of circumstances, regardless of pressure, regardless of bad reports. We can have the peace of God in action in our life. Philippians chapter 4 verse 7 says this, and the peace of God, that peace which reassures uh, the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. It's a done deal. When we got saved, he placed in our heart peace. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. It's a part of redemption. It's a part of what Jesus did for us at the cross. The chastisement of his peace was upon him. 
and that we would receive all that he's done for us. This peace is ours right now. And no matter what we're facing, that passage of scripture says, listen to it again, and the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart. Maybe you're watching tonight and, and you're struggling. Things that haven't been that easy you, you, you know, for a period of time. You just know that you've been drifting along. I want, to, I want you to stretch out your faith tonight and ask God to give you that reassurance of peace in your heart, in this journey, what you're going through. That peace which transcends understanding. A peace that all this is going on and yet I'm at rest because I know he has it in his hands. Oh yes, he's got the whole world in his hands, but we forget that he's also got our job prospects, our children that aren't walking with him. And we go through that, you know, our health, our, our, our areas of our life where we get troubled. If he's got the whole world in his hands, guess what? He's got every one of our needs in his hands as well. And we just need to walk in that reassurance tonight that God gives us peace in our heart. That peace that transcends, goes beyond, goes above natural understanding. That peace, as the word says, which stands guard over your heart. Right now, just put your hands over your heart and thank God that his peace stands guard over your heart and over your mind. If you've got troubling thoughts, if you've got doubts, if you've got you know, things going on in your head that you know isn't of God, just put your hands on your head and, and just thank him that his peace, his peace, Peace is a guard of your heart and your mind. The helmet of salvation, that peace that God wants to give to you tonight. God is saying, here's my peace. You have no need to fear. You have no need to worry. Because my peace is here for you right now. This God-given peace transcends all understanding. Why? Because it goes beyond the touch of humanity. It goes beyond anything that we can compare it to. You know, it just goes beyond. Why? Because it's a peace that comes from God. And if we're connected to the vine, you know, it, right now, you know, this is connected to, this is connected to the power source in the wall. If I did something silly and, 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 and put my finger in the socket, I would be connected to the source. What is in the socket in the wall is connected to the branch or the wire. And if I'm in it, then that which is in the wall and in the branch will produce the fruit of my life. And the fruit will be shocking. But it's the current, it's that that comes through in our life. We just got to stay connected to the source so that that which is in the socket comes through the lead and into our life. And that's how it is in Jesus. See, Jesus demonstrated what a living peace looks like. And we saw this again, uh, Pastor Andy shared this this morning in Mark chapter 4, verse 37. It says, and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern 
asleep on a pillow. Why? Because he was in living peace. He had a living, it wasn't a dormant peace in his life. It was a living peace. He was at rest. He was at ease. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And Jesus got up, he looked around and he arose and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Now, wind, the wind hasn't got ears. It hasn't got senses. And yet Jesus spoke not only to the wind, but on another occasion, he spoke to a fig tree. He encourages us to speak to mountains. We need to speak to our issues, our problems, our difficulties, whatever they may be. And if you are, if you're worried and anxious, if you're walking in concern for these things, you need, like Jesus, to stand up in the midst of your boat and speak to those circumstances and speak peace over those situations, over the storms that come into our life. This kind of peace is a fruit that is produced by the Holy Spirit in our lives and it's available to you, to me and to everyone who believes. It, it's the, the peace of God is in our heart. We just need to draw, like I've said before, from the wells of salvation, draw up from within that which he's given. And then speak to the circumstances of our life. When our outgoings are greater than our incomings, we need to speak to the financial pressure and tell it to be calm in Jesus' name. When the doctor says, you've got six months to live, we need to speak to our bodies and speak a calm over our life so that the power of God can work through us. When the police turn up at the door unexpected and we don't know why and what, we need to speak a calm into our heart that no evil shall before us or anything come near our dwelling place. When you notice an unusual lump and you don't know what it is, you can speak a calm into your head and into your heart that the peace that surpasses and guards over our life will protect and keep us at rest and therefore no fear will come near your dwelling place. When the company announces that there is redundancies coming, you can speak to the storm and say, I believe there's going to be a great calm over my life and it will not affect my world, my family, my, my children. Why? Because the word peace, shalom, means wholeness, contentment, provision, wealth and blessing and favour that comes into our life. In the midst of our storm. We can speak peace, shalom, to each and every one of them. I believe this is where the peace that surpasses all understanding begins to transcend, to mount guard and garrison around, as the Word of God says, that the peace of God would garrison. I can just imagine all these, the armies of of, of of the, the, the heavenly realm just garrison around my life when I begin to speak peace-filled words over my life. Let's believe, church, that the peace of God is resident in our life 
because we are a new creation created in Christ Jesus. And that peace guards our minds, it guards our hearts, and we can speak it out over the circumstances of our life. There are many things in our world that can create unrest, troubling thoughts, worry, anxiety. You know you, you know your journey, you know what's going on in your world. But God has given us a peace that is supernatural. It's a peace that the world cannot understand. It's a peace that the world cannot give. It's a peace that goes beyond explanation. It's a peace that can only come from God. Listen to this in Philippians chapter 4 verse 7. I'm going to read it again from a different translation. Then God will give you peace. Not earn it. Not achieve it. He will give you peace. A peace which is too wonderful to understand. That peace will keep your hearts and minds safe as you trust in Christ Jesus. Beautiful passage. We just need to believe what the word of God tells us. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. This peace that comes from God is resident in our heart as a fruit of the Spirit. And we can enjoy that perfect peace in our life. In the midst of excuse me, in the midst of calamity, in the midst of devastation, in the midst of bad news, we can still walk with peace in our hearts and our minds. I want you to say this with me right now. Perfect peace. Come on, let's say it together. Perfect peace. I don't know what goes on in your heart when you say that, but it's almost like just a rest begins to come over my soul. It feels good to say it. Perfect peace. Now, when you're in the middle of the night or in the middle of a storm or in the middle of a situation, I want you to remember that what Jesus has given you is perfect peace. Shalom peace. Oh, I just feel so good just to say those words. And allow his peace to begin to wash over. See, that's what the Holy Spirit does. He confirms his word. He brings life to the written word as a revelation to our heart. Remember, there was a song many years ago, Shalom, my peace. Allow that shalom peace to be your peace in your heart tonight. What a promise perfect peace but there is a condition that goes with this there's a condition that goes to this promise I will give him perfect peace because we if we want that peace we've got to meet that condition in this particular area and it's this the the condition is as our minds are stayed on him that word stayed means to 
lean upon or to take hold of. You know, we've got to lean on the Lord. You know, there are many times in life, I guess, where we just need to take a step back and say, I can't do this anymore. I've got to lean on you. I've got to trust you in this journey and allow his peace to reign in our heart. There are other times where we just need to take a hold of the word of God and just continually speak, but speak that word with peace in our heart, knowing that we can't achieve anything, but we trust in him. Either way, our lives and our minds need to be stayed on him, anchored in him and rooted in him. Lastly, I want to finish with this tonight. I want us to be aware that we can now enjoy peace with one another. We have peace with God. We can have peace in our world, but we can also have peace with one another. When Jesus, the saviour of the world, was born, the angels announced something really powerful. Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. I'm going to share a scripture with you and um, you may say, oh, you're talking about yourself. Well, in some senses, brothers and sisters, we ask you to show appreciation to those who are working hard among you and to those who are your leaders as they guide and instruct you in the Lord. They are priceless. I, I don't know if you know that right now, but I am priceless in your life. Because I'm trying my best to guide and instruct in the Lord. And the word of God says, not me, the word of God says they are priceless. Thank you for saying that, Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Verse 13, when you think about them, let it be with great love in your heart. When you think about your leaders, think about them with great love in your heart because of all the work they have done. Sounds like Paul's really boasting on the pastors and the, and the leaders of the church, and, you know, good on him. And then he goes on and says, let peace live and reign among you. Let peace in your home. Let peace with your brother and sister. Let peace amongst the groups and, and, and the, the people within the church. You know, when we go back to church as in a group setting, a gathering of people, Let's not look for a, a gathering of our cliques, but let's love one another. Let's be at peace amongst each other and let it reign among us with that incredible peace in our heart. God wants us to live at peace with all our brothers and sisters. But you know what? It's so easy sometimes to give someone a piece of our minds rather than give them the peace that should be in our heart. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, May the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace. See, we haven't got a, we haven't got a second-rate peace. What we have got is the Lord of peaces, the Lord of peace. We have his peace poured into our heart. I'm going to read it again. Now may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into you, every one of you listening tonight, every one of us that received Jesus Christ as Lord and Saviour, pour into you his peace in every circumstance 
And in every possible way, the Lord's tangible presence be with you all. Oh, in every situation, in every circumstance, let peace reign. Allow peace to bring favour into your life. Allow peace to bring wholeness and wellness into your life. Allow the shalom peace of God to move in our families. Every time we call upon the Lord for peace and draw peace from the inner being of who we are, it is there available to us. When you want to give your husband or your wife a peace of your mind, remember really what you should be offering them is the peace that you have in your heart. When you want to offer your kids a piece of your mind for what they haven't done and what they should have done. Instead, why don't you offer them the peace of God that should be in your heart? Listen to this. I'm going to finish with this scripture. In John chapter 14, verse 27. This is the promise of Jesus to each and every one of us. Peace. I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. This is my prayer for you tonight. It's what Jesus spoke before he went to the cross to his disciples. It was his encouragement to them. And I believe it's our encouragement for our life tonight. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. Nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Father, we thank you tonight. Oh, we thank you for that perfect peace that garrisons around our heart and our mind. That perfect peace that you give to us. In every life that's been troubled, every life that's in the midst of a battle, Father, I pray, shalom peace into every heart. Let your peace, let your peace, Lord God, rest in the hearts of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless your family church, Gospel, Bridgebury and all that may be watching tonight. I trust that that word will be a word to, in season to your life. Let's say it one more time. Perfect peace be unto you in Jesus name. God bless you. Have an amazing week and we'll see you soon. Take care. God bless. Bye bye.